Hello everyone and welcome back to Off the Shelf. I am so happy to be sitting down here and recording this episode for you all this week. I am really hoping I can get it up tonight so that I can meet my personal goal of releasing my episodes on Wednesday. But, um, you know, I don't want to set any unrealistic expectations for myself because podcasts do take a while to record and then edit and then upload. So we'll see. But I did want to take a moment before we get into this episode to say thank you to everyone that listened to the introduction to Off the Shelf and took the time to reach out to me and share their own personal experiences, to share their reflections, or to share some words of encouragement and kindness. I did not expect that. I did not expect it to be so well received and supported by this this village in my life. Um, I mean, I, I know that sounds bad, but I mean, it is a very difficult topic to sit and talk about and listen to. So I'm so grateful for everyone that took the time to listen. And I'm hoping that we can continue to grow this community um, and invite people to have more conversations surrounding grief and uh, growing up. I mean, it is hard out here. Um, So without further ado, I do want to get into the episode. So I have thought long and hard about what I wanted to talk about in this episode today and I think the main thing I want to talk about is having expectations but also having none. I really want to unpack what I mean about having expectations while simultaneously having none and I want to take you back to the days, the weeks, the months following my dad's passing. I feel like doing that and walking you through my thought process or um, I guess my mentality during that time would articulate exactly what I mean. So going back to August 2021 when I lost my dad, I thought that I was just supposed to bounce back. And what I mean by that is I thought that we had to get through the funeral and burying him. And then once that was over, I could just get back to where I needed to be, continue all of the priorities um, that I had, all the responsibilities that I had in my life as well as continue to work towards the goals that I had set with my dad prior to him passing away. And I also thought that I was supposed to just carry on life the way that I had been before any of this happened. And 
I want to preface this by saying that I didn't think this way because I didn't love my dad or that I because I thought that you know losing him wouldn't be a big deal um because it was it was a big deal and I knew it would be it was something that I dreaded happening and this mentality didn't come from feeling any of those types of ways now when I look back at that period in my life I know that that wasn't my own personal issue I think a large part of it just came from society and the ways in which I have seen us handle grief and how we talk about grief and how we experience it. The fact that we get three designated days for bereavement and then you're just expected to walk back into those doors and pretend like everything's okay at work, although your personal life is completely shattered and you're living with this constant pit in your stomach and this heavy weight on your shoulders. And the fact that they expect you to turn up and be okay is incredibly absurd to me. I am still struggling to wrap my head around that because it sends such a terrible message to the younger generations, but also to each other. So this ties into a lot of my feelings surrounding having these unrealistic expectations for myself. I let the pressures of society get to me and I thought that this was abnormal and it took a very long time for me to get to a place where I really just let myself revel in it. I let myself feel it to the fullest extent. And it sucks. It honestly sucks. Nobody wants to experience grief. But experiencing it, letting yourself understand it and feel it to its fullest extent allows us to make way for healing and make way for other things that can bring us joy in our lives. When you carry this heavy, dark weight in you and you don't express it, you're never going to have that room when joy comes knocking and you won't know how to open that door and you won't know how to accept it. So it's so important for us to encourage each other to really just be authentic with this and remember to not put those unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Although society plays a large part in this as well, I really want to pay attention to the people in which we surround ourselves with. Now, this is such a touchy subject I know that it's probably going to get some talks and whispers, but I think I'm at a point where I'm ready to discuss a lot of these things. But going back to when my dad first died, I experienced a lot of talk 
from people that claim to know me and and know my relationship with him. But it's been said that things have been said like Sarah is moving on with her life. She's back to normal. You know, she wasn't at home. She, you know, wasn't there for him. All of these other things, which were unbelievably not true. All of those little things really messed with me. And I felt that I was just, you know, like people knew me better than I knew myself. And I had those expectations for others to understand where I was coming from in my relationship with him and to understand what this loss meant to me. And when I look back on it now, I don't hold it against them, truly. I think it's stupid, but I don't hold it against them because they don't understand. And I'm glad that they don't understand because what my dad and I had was incredibly special unique, authentic, pure. It was truly unconditional love and respect that my dad and I had for one another. He was my best friend. And when I look back at what was said, I, I laugh to myself because it's so unbelievably untrue. And I just thought, like, I had a lot of grief over this, and I thought that people were supposed to understand this, but in reality, they don't. People love to talk about things they know nothing about. And it's important for us to not have those expectations for other people. I guess what I mean by this is that sometimes the person that or the people that are closest to us or the people that are closest to the person that we've lost they're often not meant to be our community or be in our lives long term and I found personally that I cultivated a community that consisted of people that either you know, were my friends or complete strangers. I mean, these were people that completely showed up for me since day one, genuinely, consistently. They had nothing to gain from being there and listening and offering support and validation. And I think once I stopped having expectations that people closest to me or closest to my dad and I'm just gonna say it blood I expected them to be there and I expected them to understand and ultimately they weren't and they didn't and I was upset about it for a while I think and I I think I always will be I mean how do you go through something like this, something so devastating and heartbreaking? And how do you go through that and have someone or 
people not show up for you and how do you get past that but ultimately like I feel like for the most part I am there is this small part of me that's like it's never going to heal but I think I found my community and I'm so grateful and I'm so happy that I've created a a community and a place where I can be myself and I can feel supported and give that back to people as well. I know it's easier said than done and we're always going to have expectations no matter what. It's going to be there either in the forefront of our mind or somewhere in the dusty, dark back corners of our mind. But as often as you can, it's important to tell yourself to just not have them because it does no good. It really does no good to have those expectations for other people and for yourself. Because I found that on top of my grief, most of my pain came from trying to understand this rejection and this failure to meet said expectations.